welcome to the Hillington Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust podcast, a series of conversations with different members of staff to highlight some of the great work they're doing and aiming to give you, our staff, an insight into what's happening across the Trust. Brought to you by the Communications and Engagement Team. Okay, let's get into today's conversation. There's a lot going on in terms of the estate at Hillingdon and Mount Vernon Hospital. The plans to build a new hospital at Hillingdon are currently involving clearing land for development and refurbishing buildings at Mount Vernon so that staff can move there. Today I'm talking to our Deputy Director of Estates and Facilities, Steve Wedgwood, who is going to tell us all about the new estate strategy and what's happening on our hospital sites. Hi Steve, you've got Hi. loads of experience in the, in the NHS, can you tell us more about yourself? Uh, yeah, I think you mean I've been around a long time. Um, I'm very young, obviously, but I've been around a long time. So I, th I think I've survived in the NHS because the NHS has changed and I've changed with it. So I've done almost 30 years in the NHS uh, and I've worked everywhere you can imagine. So I worked at a national level, I worked in health authorities, PCTs, and acute trust, sorry, two acute trusts, including this one, obviously, uh, a mental health trust, community trust. Um, so I've been around a long time. My first job actually was in communications, um, so I'm sure with you. Um, and I, except I was actually with the health promotion unit and my job ranged from uh, writing press releases to organising events to and, and the, the, the most uncomfortable time is I, to, I had to dress up to do the events and I dressed up as an elephant. Don't ask me what, what an elephant has to do with, I think it was drink wise days. So I, was dressing oh, up I as hope we got some photos of that. <laughs> uh, I, I have, but you're not going to have them. So. <laughs> um, bear in mind I was in the costume, so it just looks like a furry elephant, but I was in there sweating away. Uh, little children kicking my ankles and like you know lovely little things uh, that was all to promote say. so I had, I had that as well but uh, the other end of the scale was board meetings so I did all that as well so in terms of where I've worked what I've done rather just to give you an idea I mean I've managed all the corporate services even HR at one time so I'm not an HR professional but I've managed HR so I've managed all the corporate services and also in my in my career I've managed community nursing services so I've managed um, actual nurses district nurses health visitors learn disabilities, community dentistry, uh, phlebotomy and also an urgent care centre. So um, <clears throat> that's in my past. I'm not doing it now, but that's what, what I did do. And of course I do oh, communications as well. I did. And of course, estates and facilities. All right. So when did you join Hillingdon? Um, it was almost 12 years ago, 11, just over 11 years ago. And um, my job then was really, or the job I applied for was to sort out facilities. It was about 20 years out of date. And I did that, and I've only really taken on estates since March 2021. And there's a, there's a big job to do. So it's estates and facilities, but the big job now is estates, as you can imagine. Yeah, certainly. So it's an, it's an interesting time to be in estates and facilities, as there's a lot of the estate at Hillingdon and Mount Vernon is in need of work. Um, what have been the challenges in managing this estate? Um, well, pe people might have heard of backlog maintenance. The backlog maintenance basically means the condition of the buildings and what you need to do to keep them going, to maintain them. And in, in our particular case, um, we're, we're the, I think we're still the second highest in the country. So we've got the second highest amount of uh, maintenance that needs to be done in our buildings. And if you put, so that's about, I think currently about 189 million pounds. And that's just to bring, that's just to keep things going. Um, uh, so that the investing in keeping things going as they are at the moment. If you then talk about improving it, that's really up to the hospital. So 189 million, um, and without that kind of investment, on an ongoing basis, the estate will deteriorate and it will keep going that way. And roughly speaking, to give people some context, about 17% of our buildings at Hillingdon uh, are over 70 years old. And at Mount Vernon is about 24%. So that's the, the, the kind of the age of the building. Some are Victorian even, 
uh, some are World War Two and some date from the 60s. In fact, our, our current site behind me, because I'm across the road from the main site, is actually a mixture of Victorian, the Second World War and the 1960s. And Mount Vernon is Victorian uh, and 60s and so on. And there's some more modern stuff they're going now. Um, so what, what, when you look at our estate, the vast majority of it is in poor or bad condition. That's not a reflection on the estate's team, I hope. That's a reflection on the condition of the buildings over many, many years and the kind of lack of investment in the past. Yeah. And what, what we're focused on is business as usual capital funding, which we get every year. And that's what we use to put into the estate to effectively keep things going. OK. And now, of course, we've got to prepare for development of a new hospital. There's a significant mm. amount of work is already underway. What preparation is being done at the moment? Um, well, there's there's two things, really. One is to, um, uh, which has been taking place for a while, one is to plan who who needs to move where. So who's in the, the, the wrong place now for where the new hospital is going to be and needs to move around. So that's called decant and enabling. Um, and that's that's moving people around the site, agile working and moving people to Mount Vernon. So a lot of the work so far has been, been about moving people to Mount Vernon, moving around the current site. So here in the States, for example, we've got a lot of new neighbours who were previously on the main site. Um, and the other the other thing really is uh, is to do the kind of um, the works ready for the new hospital. So things are in the wrong place now for where the new hospital will be. So the sewers in the wrong place got to be diverted. Mm-hmm. Um, the electrics or electrical infrastructure is in the wrong place, not wrong place for now, but will be in the wrong place for the future. So yeah. the other bit of the work is around uh, moving things around ready for the new hospital. So what role exactly does the estates and facilities team provide? Um, well, we, we obviously support that that work. So um, the, the, those pieces of work are called capital projects. So we, we support those from really from the perspective of technical expertise. So these people running capital projects will not necessarily have the expertise about the site and know about the, um, if you need to do something on the site, you might just shut down uh, facilities. You might need to move things around. You need to understand um, how the building runs. So, so my team do the, or can provide the, 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 the expertise, if you like, apart from the fact that we obviously maintain the site as well. Yeah, there's loads of work is evident at Hillenden Hospital. Can you tell us about the development at Mount Vernon Hospital to accommodate trust um, staff that are moving? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, of course. Um, so Mount, Mount Vernon has been a relatively neglected site for a number of years. So we have different tenants on the site. Um, we, we own the site. We've got our own services and a number of other tenants. And as those tenants have moved out, uh, we've managed to move our staff across. So there's buildings that people uh, a lot of us talk about, but you won't necessarily know unless you know the site. There's a Raft building, Baxter's building, Batchworth House, uh, the admin building. So we've moved services across, uh, some clinical services and a lot of corporate staff. And also that's supported by improved car parking. And also we're now looking at how we can improve the catering operation. So more people there, more people want to eat, hopefully, and yeah. drink. Therefore, we're supporting that as well. And you're going to have an extra minibus provision for staff? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, how can I forget? Yeah, the, uh, that takes a bit of time because we're ordering a ordering a new electric minibus um, takes in this day and age takes about nine months. Uh, it's okay. not a quick thing. So in the meantime, we're running an extra taxi service at the start and end of the day around the normal minibus. <clears throat> and we're also gauging how well used that is. So that would tell us if we're right in thinking that we need a, a, a new minibus. If you, see, if you see what I mean. But yes, more, more around transport. So if any staff want to find out any more information about this, have a look at the staff intranet. 
And while these works um, are for an end goal of a new hospital, what's the immediate focus for attention in, in terms of the estate? Um, yeah, for us, it's really about <coughs> maintaining the day-to-day -day services and the day-to-day -day infrastructure uh, while all this is going on around us, keeping things going. And it's also about um, uh, focusing on the critical issues. So, so for us, it's quite a long list really, but it's things like uh, fire safety, water safety, electrical resilience, uh, ventilation roofing and for example last friday we lost some of our roofs in, in the storm, yes, storm units. so we we had to well, so we didn't have so we worked very closely with our clinical colleagues to not only um make things safe but also to move things around out of the way and now we're obviously in the fixing mode so we're fixing things um <clears throat> so preventive maintenance is so reactive maintenance we do which is fixing things that go wrong like roofs mm -hmm. that, that go away uh, but also preventive maintenance is about um, stopping things going wrong. So we do a mixture. Um, and on the facility side, obviously, things like cleanliness, that the perception of cleanliness can be affected by the quality of the estate. So we're quite keen to address flooring and decoration as well. Yeah. Um, and also where I am now, we have a, an old boiler house behind me. That's oh, a boiler house, it's, it's quite old. And we have a, a very old incinerator that's not working at the moment. And that, that can support our heating, our sort of water and our heat, hot water and heating, um, so we're having to sort of work around that at the moment, but the idea is to try and get that going. And in the middle of the site, obviously we've got the module awards, uh, which, are which are helping us move services around. So I suppose <clears throat> it's focusing on the day-to-day, -day, looking ahead a little bit. And from my, from my own perspective, I want to make sure that states and facilities can modernise and not just deal with the here and now, but think about working towards the new hospital. Well, your department's <coughs> doing a great job. Who's in the team? Can you tell us more about the structure of the team? Yeah, um, it's about, uh, it varies a little bit, but it's, it's 450 to 500 staff, depending on how you, you know, different. Almost 500 staff. You see in the background, so uh, there's a long list actually. I mean, it's the cleaners, the porters, uh, housekeepers, drivers, because we do internal transport, we do patient transport, security guards, our retail staff in the restaurants and cafes, our kitchen staff that you might not see, um, our engineers uh, who fix equipment. Our uh, ground staff who go around and tidy the, the site up, our uh, plumbers, electricians, um, carpenters, technicians, you, you name it. It's, it's all the stuff that's essentially behind the scenes, but without it, um, <coughs> clinical services in the buildings couldn't operate. It's the, it's the people behind the scenes. But I, I'm very keen on making sure, <coughs> excuse me, that they, although they're behind the scenes in many ways, uh, they're actually crucial. So I think they, they actually provide, you know, I think, one of if not the, the most important job, but I'm, I'm slightly biased. Yeah. But I think about them, <clears throat> everything else, your waste wouldn't get collected, areas wouldn't get cleaned, food wouldn't be provided, excuse me, <clears throat> and things wouldn't travel around. So without them, um, the place would grind to a halt. Well, they're providing a vital <laughs> service for yeah. everyone in the team. What are the imminent maintenance and safety plans as part of your estate strategy? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, we can. <clears throat> Sorry, I can rather. Um, the, in, tw in, in the past year and a bit, we've been working on fire safety, improving fire safety, particularly around the tower block and podium and also maternity, where we've got um, uh, higher rise areas, where you've got bedded wards and uh, bedded areas that are higher up. So basically <clears throat> that will continue and that will come to a, a completion around about the end of the summer. So that's fire safety works. Doesn't mean it's not safe now, it just means that we're, we're improving things. We're working on water safety. Um, and the, the biggest difference that people will see is that if they have areues with what we call point of use filters, power filters on the taps, 
that's to take out uh, the bad bits that might be in the system. So as we change pipe work and improve things, you, you have less of those. <coughs> excuse me, therefore your water quality improves. So we're doing lots on that. Um, we're doing lots of work around ventilation, electrical works, and hopefully bringing the incinerator back into use. And then on the facility side, we've got the national, the new national cleaning standards, which we've been working on, um, which which um, start in May 2022. And basically, we've worked with nursing and infection control to bring those to uh, to fruition. And um, we're also looking at um, enhancing our patient food, which is all pretty good actually already, but it's it's about enhancing it and always moving on and and improving. And also patient transport we're looking at because we're coming to the end of our contract and it needs to be fit for purpose for for the next four or five years. Um, and uh, Haida will get me if I don't mention it, but obviously the most important thing is green, green going green. It's green, yeah. green plan. Um, so we have a we have a green plan. Haida Mohammed is our head of sustainability, and Haida is our green man, as it were. So we've got the plan, uh, which is our bit that that uh, talks about carbon reduction, how we and what we're doing and how we're doing it. A lot of emphasis on that. Very, very important for obvious reasons, very, very newsworthy at the moment. Um, but it's also about not only improving the environment, but also about saving money in the end for the trust, okay, not spending yeah. on things that we should be spending on. So the state's strategy is published on a public website if anyone wants to have a look at it and on the staff <coughs> intranet. Can you talk us through what else is included in that? Yeah, <coughs> the, 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 there's two things really. The state strategy is kind of like the big one, the big one for the trust. <clears throat> it talks about where we are now uh, as an organisation with our with our buildings and our, our, our services, and about uh, how we need how we can move to the new hospital, to get, the, get into the new hospital, and how that how much better that will be. Um, so it's kind of road to the new hospital, and, and obviously we're key to that because we we run yeah, we maintain the buildings and we uh, and my my staff and the support services. Um, and the the other one is the is the FM, the facilities management strategy, which is a bit of estates and a bit of facilities, and that's really about how we can uh, where we are now, same thing, and where we want to be, um, and how we can modernise our services and move forward. So more uh, more IT systems that we can use, and we're already doing some around uh, cleaning, catering, and portering. So how we can use uh, digital to improve what we do. So mm -hmm. as we move closer towards the new hospital, we're actually um, we're moving, uh, we're modernising, and and in the state's terms, for uh, state's facilities terms, basically, it means moving away from fixing things that constantly go wrong, to hopefully uh, having buildings which have intelligent systems which can tell us what's going wrong before it goes wrong, so we can actually deal with it. So rather preventative, than, yeah, yeah, preventative, yeah, and and it's modern. It's all about uh, modernising things, and and again, we've got very very used to at Hellingdon and the Mount Vernon to patching things up, patching floors, patching roofs. Uh, doing kind of um, temporary jobs. We need to move to modern facilities uh, and this is what the new hospital is about. So there's clear benefits to this format in terms of the state management. Will it improve services for patients and the working life for staff as well? Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean it's a given because in the uh, if, if you think about it, uh, we we work here, we, we all work, the staff will work here, we, we know the site, uh, some of us have uh, put up with things for a long time, and uh, but we do our best. Um, but we're we're doing our best to provide safe and and high quality care and an environment for patients. Let's not forget it's about patients, and therefore the people that come into the buildings to be treated um, deserve a, a, a modern, um, fit for purpose building. And at the moment, um, our facilities aren't as good as they could be 
hence the, the move to the hospital. And actually, I did. Um, I'm a bit of a history buff. Um, <clears throat> so it's my thing. And I and I I've, I've collected some of the stuff that we had in storage around the archives of the hospital, going all the way back to uh, Victorian times. But I, I was looking at stuff the other day from 1910. So I looked at some clippings and some uh, minute books of the what was then the hospital board. And it's it's actually interesting because how things are different, but how they're the same. So in, in those books, uh, lots of talk about the structure of the buildings, uh, Victorian buildings then, obviously, uh, and how bad they were. And the tender processes, there's a bit about tender process I read, which is about tendering for coal. Which type of coal? Okay. Uh, yeah. It's best to go in our boilers. And um, well, that's and quite in our current strategy. Yes, <laughs> and, and, and obviously people then to shovel it into the boilers. We don't have people shoveling stuff in the boilers now. We have modern boilers that people go and read dials on. So there's a bit about that. And also uh, there was um, the usual stuff about which you, you know about, but you don't really see in writing, which is matron, matron rules. It talks about matron and matron's word is, uh, you know, the word. And the other interesting thing about it actually is that there's a lot of stuff that I read, which is about um, from the sort of 1950s, a lot of stuff uh, around the excitement over a new hospital. So we're talking about the 1950s and the, and the idea then was that First of all, in 1960, there would be a new maternity block, so the one that's across the road now. Mm -hmm. That was brand new, ultra modern, the wizziest thing you can imagine in 1960. And then the new hospital, which is the bit between the first maternity block and the annex wards, um, which is the tower and the podium, was the um, same as we're talking now about this new modern hospital in, in five, six years time. They were talking then about this new modern hospital in the 1960s, which we now think is rather ancient falling down. Yeah. Um, and I think I suppose that that's that showed to me really that um, nothing's really new. It's new at the time. But if and I suppose if we if we roll forward 60 years, so 60 years from now, when the new hospital is built in 2080, people will be looking back, I'm sure, and saying, wasn't it? Do you, look, look, all those 60 years ago, people were then talking about a new hospital. And now look at the state of it. So I think I think the, the, the basic thing for that is that um, we need a new hospital and we need, uh, you know, uh, we need something that replaces what we've got now. And uh, but we're not the first. This is this is about the third new hospital in, when you look back at the generations. And I think um, the important thing is uh, 60 years time or even less, we probably will need another one. But at the moment, let's just get the one in a few years. That'd be nice. That'd be fabulous. And it's fair to say that the design is as future proofed as possible. Yes. It's certainly an exciting time to be working in the states and facilities. Yes. You're doing a great job in planning Thank for you. the future whilst maintaining the current estate. If anyone wants to read the estates and estate strategy in detail, it's on the public website and on the staff internet. Thank you. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please do join in the conversation about this episode, tag us in social media and uh, send us any other comments and let us know your thoughts and we'll see you next time.